You've had your fun, now we've had our fill. Yeah, you're only here because Marge forgot her pill. Kids, you're all just scandalizing, vandalizing punks. Channel hopping, rhythm popping monkeys. But please don't quit the fan club. Kids, I can nag and nag till my hair turns blue. Kids, you bum my smokes and don't say thank you. Why can't you be like we are? Oh, out a bunch of brats. We ought to drown you just like cats. Adults, you run our lives like you're Colonel Clink. Adults, you strut around like your farts don't stink. Adults, you're such a drooling, soaring, boozing, boring bunch. Surly, meanie, three martini lunchers. I just ate a thumbjack. Adults, they're always telling us to Don't do traps! We're fed up with all of you whippersnaps. Ah! We're trying to get some sleep here. It's almost 6.15. What's the matter with Don't you treat us like... Can't you just lay off? We're sick of all of you. Four-finger discount, dude. Welcome to Four Figure Discount. This week we're here to review Season 10, Episode 11, I believe, While Bart's Can't Be Broken. I am Dando. I am Mitch, and I cannot verify the episode title because I don't pay that much attention. <laughs> title or the actual, like... So, sorry. Where number. it sits in the... Where it sits in chronology. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, how you been? Didn't see you last week because we put our interview up with Oakley Yeah, we put uh, Oakley up the interview Doakley. with uh, Oakley Doakley and Head Ned, which was a lot of fun. It was yeah. really, really cool. Really, um, really nice guy. Coming yeah. next February for uh, Australian I, listeners. I have been fine. A um, little bit of uh, sad news in the Grinter household. There was a, a family member passing. Um, so that was that as much as anything was why the interview was a standalone last week. Um, shout out to Don and tributes to Don and beyond that. You know, I'm, I'm happy to be here and not thinking of those things for for the next hour or so. Yes, 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 yes. So, while Bart's can't be broken, let's get straight into it. I really, really enjoyed this. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Uh, I really loved the... I, I love the fact that this didn't really rely on a zany premise in, in no. as much as... I mean, yeah, like, it is a bit of a, a curfew that gets imposed is, you know, a, a bit of a high concept, but... It's not Homer gets a new job. It's not Marge gets a new job. It's not anything along those lines. Like at its core, this is just kids versus adults. It's a generation gap episode. Um, Very relatable in that is, sense. Is all, and always will be. Yep. Because every generation thinks that it knows more than the one that came before it. Um, it's, I love it when uh, my parents' generation always say that football's no good anymore. Yeah. Oh, it was so much better back in my day. I'm saying the people who are your age now... Yeah. We'll be saying the same thing back in the 80s, that football was bad at that point. Yeah, like, exactly right. Everyone always thinks the generation before is better. Oh, their yeah. generation is the best. Like, like everyone now, if you watch football from back then and you are a fan of today's game, you're like, oh God, what was that bottom <laughs> shit kick to kick that they used to watch? <laughs> exactly. And in 15 years time, it'll be at a point now that they'll look back at what we were playing or like what we're watching and think, oh, uh, uh, that's Except exactly what they'll think. Uh, doesn't uh, work in The Simpsons though, does it? No, The Simpsons is probably one of the ones where <laughs> they, I think even if people were watching it now, going, hey, I love this, and then watch the old ones, they're like, oh, I wonder well, if, that was much better. I wonder if there's a generation of viewers out there who watch older Simpsons, but prefer the new ones, like the ones who grew up on, say, season 20. There must be a onwards. subreddit somewhere for those people. Yeah, but I'm talking, you know, kids, like Elliot, when he grows up. Like, I love Simpsons season 30, changed my mind. <laughs> I actually watched a couple of episodes from season 30. It's not too bad. Yeah, okay, and this sweet. week's the um the one that Matt was telling me in the interview about the mm. Thanksgiving. Yeah, it's right. like Thanksgiving of horror. Yeah, it's uh, their longest episode ever. I'm not sure about that. I just know that it's... Well, the I saw a headline oh, literally 10 minutes ago saying The Simpsons just aired their longest episode. Ever. Oh, okay. Well, that, yeah, okay, fair enough. Um, But yeah, so it's like Treehouse of Horror, but Thanksgiving-based stories. Yeah, okay. Mm. Cool. Um, I mean, can you come up with a more horrifying Thanksgiving-based story than... Uh, what was it? The movie Jiggly with the, the, Jennifer Lopez. The gobble gobble line. The what? Sure. I never watched it. I just yeah, know it's a horrible sure movie. There's, sure, there's like a gobble gobble reference to a blowjob. I think. Oh really? Um, like a gobby. Gobble. Gobble. Here we go. It's turkey time. Oh god. 
Hang on, let me let me unmute my laptop for this. It's turkey time. Huh? Gobble, gobble. What? So saying that. Yeah. Really? Yeah. <laughs> to Ben Affleck? To Ben Affleck. Oh my. <laughs> what the hell? The caption Jennifer Lopez seducing Ben Affleck. Jesus. <laughs> that wasn't good at all. Uh, it's turkey time. <laughs> Does everybody know what time it is? <laughs> uh, Wild Bites got me broken. Yeah, so it was just really, really fun. And it was just, um, it had one, a very underrated song, Adults Kids. You never hear people talking about this one. That's, yeah, I mean, it was decent. I'm, I enjoy um, it. It's kind of, it, I, I kind of enjoyed it. It felt like a Broadway kind of number. Um, it's very Spring and Springfield, which I know you don't appreciate as much as I do. I, uh, yeah, like I you, like Spring and Springfield, but I think my biggest problem with Spring and Springfield often was that you could tell what the punchline was going to be of the rhyming couplet. And that does happen occasionally here as well. Like the line about walk around like your farts don't stink is just telegraphed a lot. Yeah. But, you know, Marge that, forgot that, a pill though. You can't see that one coming. What was that, sorry? When you only hear because Marge forgot her pill. <laughs> I remember yeah. I'm going, what did he say? Yeah. <laughs> also, you know what I appreciated about this? It had a conclusion that made sense. Mm. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Last week, With the old were, folks sweep in and just fix it all. Yeah, two weeks ago, you were hammering it, saying it had no conclusion. At least this time, we got a, a story, a beginning, a middle, yeah. and an end. Yeah, and an end. Um it does raise some unanswerable questions. How long did the other curfew stay stay around for? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, but it was kind of like, I, I like that ending. It was actually really reminiscent of a scene in the Twilight Zone movie. Okay, where, with John Lithgow on the plane and whatnot. Is it that movie? Yeah, that is that movie. So there's one of the segments in there about the old folks' home where they kind of rediscover their youth, but in their old bodies. They're playing kick the can. And, and anyway. Um, it, it's just like, you know, old, Maybe that's a reference old folks running around in this kind of magical sense. With that music in the background as well? I don't know if it was that specific. No, but I'm just saying this moment here. It is, just felt yeah. very similar, yeah. I also liked too the um I love the the animation of the like dusk when the kids yeah. are all playing outside and then it's time for the curfew. Yeah. But just they had the same music that plays at the end there with the kids playing in the background. I've done this a few times. I think it's the the snow day episode and things mm-hmm. like that, where all the kids are just outside playing. It's yeah. good stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's nice. It's um kind of a was it Norman Rockwell feeling of Springfield? Mm. Just everyone's getting along in like in an old school way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just kids outside playing, which you don't see very often anymore. Mm. I also enjoy the storytelling in the sense of the constant reference to the billboard. Yeah. Where, and it plays into it at the end. Because yeah. when you're watching this for the first time, I don't think you could really imagine that the kids are going to be on the other side of the billboard. No. Even though they're sort of telegraphing it throughout the episode, it's not as obvious, but it's just a nice touch that it sort of brings it full circle. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that it's not just there. Like, it starts as a visual gag, and then it becomes more of a centerpiece yeah. of the actual storytelling. And, like, we can put it there to, to spot, like, say, I'm watching your kids, but then mm. they turned it on him, we're hiding behind it to yeah. spy on or give out their secrets. Yeah. yeah. What was your favorite moment from the episode? <laughs> um, it's simple. Hmm? Marge, kite. Yeah, how good is it? <laughs> I really loved that. <laughs> it didn't even look up. No. <laughs> For the listeners who aren't aware of what that is, so, um, so the kid's trying to play inside by flying a kite in a fan, in letting fan. go of it. It's just how lazily the kite drifts into the kitchen, the rustle of it hitting and sticking into Marge's hair. like, poosh, And then, yeah, Homer, not looking up, Marge, kite, yeah. could not care less. <laughs> I liked Homer's concern for Barney when they're in the mm. shower, all drunk and singing. Oh, when He's he like, slips. Oop, careful. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just, I don't know why I liked it so much, but he's like, yeah. he's drunk off his head, having a good time, Barney slips over. Oh, careful. <laughs> let's uh, let's talk about that, actually. So, there's probably two jokes that are in this episode that 100% would not fly today. Okay. One of them, a reference to a sniper at the All-Star oh, game. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, like, that's that's very dark. But it's dark for then, let alone now. Yeah. It was dark, but acceptable then. But now it's dark, but mm. line, like crossing a line that you probably can't do anymore. Uh, no, you definitely can't do it anymore, yeah. Uh, not on The Simpsons, anyway. Maybe there are some shows out there that Not a have... comedy. You can't make a joke about that. If it was... Uh, you can't. You can make a joke about anything. You but can. But it would be... Only only could work on a show where all you do is make jokes about dark and offensive things. Mm. Like if that was your audience. You couldn't just get away with it on a run-of-the-mill network sitcom anymore. Yeah. Um, maybe like Mr. Show or something. Something on HBO... Um, something that's known for being twisted. Yeah, Maybe. I guess. <laughs> um, the other one, the whole sequence of them driving drunk 
through the school and all that sort of stuff cannot do that anymore because they don't have any negative consequence on the fact that homes cars get smashed up but like it makes drink driving and getting absolutely blind and destroying and vandalism look like a hell of a lot of fun and you could possibly still have that sequence but there needs to be a consequence if you're doing that now it needs to show that the you aren't invincible and that if you do something like that you're likely to die it shows that they obviously did a good job because i didn't even think of it like that I didn't think of it as drunk driving. It was just Homer driving home with his mates. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, but it was a great a great opening act. Like just the, the whole sports team. Everyone just mm. jumps on a bandwagon. Like Homer hates the team. Yeah. It was just like, we'll get into it in a moment though. Yeah. But my other the, favorite... The Richmond isotopes. Yeah. yeah. My, yeah. my other favorite moment was Eddie scaring Wigan with the lights. Oh, yeah. And like you think, it's, out loud. You, you think it's by accident, but no, he meant it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> From this day forward, your name shall be... New names for Wild Bart's Can't Be Broken. What have the patrons given us this week? Uh, Jason Charles, a curfew old men. Mm-hmm. A curfew, a few. Hmm. It works. Curfew and old people are in this episode. So. Yeah, it does work. It's just a curfew old man. It's just the like, it's a very, I feel like it's too tenuously linked to a few good men. And then my brain starts thinking of grumpy old men <laughs> and it's neither of those. But look. You know that could be the, the the sequel to a few good men, a few old men. <laughs> you're um you're on the podium, Jason. Uh, at the very least, uh, Andrew Pellecchi with oh, well, you know, adults versus kids, the musical. Ooh, Gearoid. Gearoid's returned. The generation blame. That's actually really that's, good. That's, that's pretty decent. Lewis Kavanagh. This isn't too bad actually as well. Children of drunken men. Mm-hmm. Um. Curfew Your Enthusiasm. Curfew Your Enthusiasm from Alistair Danik. Uh, got quite a few likes. I saw a video of um, Elon Musk when they threw that metal ball at the car. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's amazing. And then it has the Kirby Enthusiasm music playing yeah. as, he, as he turns the ground. Perfect. Now, I love the guy, the worker, who's just like, let's just try the other one. And Musk is yeah, like, you yeah. reckon? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bang. <laughs> uh, Henry Winterland with From Dusk Till Doe. Mm-hmm. Um, Bailey. Oh, this is very. Oh, it's pretty good. Bailey Cash and Village of the Scammed. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing is, there's not much of a scam that's running. I yeah, they're not. Oh, yeah. the kids feel scammed, but, but it's, it's not pretty a scam. Yeah. Um, I simply went with curfewed, so cur curfew like blood feud. F u e yeah, f a u d. I like it. Thank you. Yeah, you could also have just like curfew with the apostrophe, like punked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> could have worked as well. Very late nineties. Yeah, they, they love that kind of thing. Um, and the title was a play on what. The title was a play on Wild Hearts Can't Be Broken. That is correct, yeah. yes. Which, um, I don't even know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's a movie. 1991 drama starring... Anyone decent? Um, nope. <laughs> <laughs> by your account, no one good? Uh, anyone no, anyone that we would by know? by all accounts. Oh, it's got 73% on... Um, director Steve Miner... Uh, as a Disney picture, the cast, Gabriel Anwar, Michael Shuffling, um, Cliff Robertson, Kathleen York, Dil- uh, like I'm not getting A-listers here. I wonder if it's on Disney+. Plus. Who knows? It's about um, Sonora, a free-spirited girl who runs away from her home and gets a job as a stunt writer. On her adventurous journey, she learns the tricks and trade of the sport and falls in love. Uh, mm. Classic Disney. It's also a song by Pink. Is it really? Yeah, Wild Hearts Can't Be Broken. <laughs> Official video. Is it from her early days? Uh, or when she 2019 get... was oh. when it was uploaded to Vivo. Oh, so it's a very new song. Okay. Mm. Speaking of Disney+, Plus, have you got the app yet? No. It is pretty awesome. I have I mean, watched The Mandalorian. Yes. Um, Fantastic. Really, really good. It's really. like a Western. Yes. It's like, it's, it's, it's like yeah. Firefly meets Star Wars. I haven't watched Firefly, but okay. to me, yeah, like I was looking at the promo material and people were like, have you watched it yet? Have you watched it yet? I'm like, I haven't. But it feels from the promotion and from the just, it was mostly the way they positioned the land in a lot of the photos of it. It was like, it feels like it's going to be a Western. They went, both people that I said that to independently went, yeah, it is like a Western. It's what it's supposed to be. And then I watched it. I was like, this is like a Western. Yeah. Um, it's very cool. But you know why it works, just quickly? It's because that's what Star Wars was intended to be. It's a serial. It was a take on the old Saturday morning serial. So this is the first time Star Wars has been serial live action. Yeah, true. I think it's just it's something new and fresh, and it's just come on, ba- the, ba- the written, baby. It's written very well, and yeah, the baby's cute as fuck. The, when it goes, 
doing the It's also got <laughs> a hell of a cut, like Werner Ho- uh, Herzog, yeah, yep. Danny Glover. Who has never uh, sorry, watched not Danny Glover, Carl Weathers. Carl, yeah, who has never watched a Star Wars movie before. It doesn't surprise me. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the uh, the Mandalorian, fantastic. Check, make sure you check it out. I was just going to say, though, everyone complaining about um, the Simpsons aspect ratio on Disney+. No, it's Plus. not new. It's not, it's not Disney's fault. No. It's, it's, it was a Fox thing they did five, six years ago when, for Simpsons World. Yeah, when digital TV and all that sort of stuff. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They, they just copied the files over. But can we just appreciate the fact that for the first time, we have access to 29 seasons of The Simpsons at our fingertips whenever we feel like it. Stop fucking complaining about it and just enjoy the fact. It's like a Simpsons fan's dream come true. Mm. Why are people complaining about it? Yeah, true. It's going to be fixed in 2020 anyway. Next question. You there, eating the paste. What do you got for me? Um, I've got a confession that firstly, because I watched this a week and a half ago, if I get so much as one answer right, I'm going to be shocked. Mm. Um, trivia, uh, my first question, who was the technical director of the baseball game? The technical, is it someone I should know, a character? No, it's just that it's mentioned, it's like going, going, oh, no our technical director, <laughs> yeah, yeah. he was Stan Kudlebowski and it's gone. I was never going to get that. <laughs> I was no, say Cindy that, that was one of those ones that if we recorded when we were originally going to, yeah. it would have been close to the tip of your tongue. Uh, what is the name of the sitcom that Marge and Homer were watching? Oh, don't go there. Well done. Uh, um, which was going to be replaced by something else. I can't don't remember that. what the other one was. I watched was. it a week ago as well. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember. Uh, which film companies were behind... So, real life film companies, who was behind The Bloodening? Oh, shit. Real life ones. Mm. Still going? Uh, oh, I don't know if... Well, one of them definitely. I don't know. I was going to say Miramax. Don't know if the subsidiary... No, um, Sony TriStar. Sony TriStar. Okay. Yep. Uh, my next question is in regards to the bloodening. How many years ago was the bloodening first released? Ooh. It's in the trailer. 40? What on? Two from two. Yeah, nice. I only guess that because of black and white. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, where were the doctor and the boot black rogering the fishwife? Wait, say that again. <laughs> rogering what? Where were the doctor and the boot black rogering the fishwife? It's what one of the little kids is like. But doctor, we know you and the boot black have been rogering the fishwife in oh. the wow I... crumpet shop. Really? Yeah. Oh, that was that was straight over my head. I didn't hear that. Mm. The, the term rogering on the Simpsons. Yeah. I suppose it's not on the Simpsons though. It is, but it isn't. <laughs> yeah. If Bart says rogering, it's different. Yeah. Yeah, exactly right. Works in the British accents. <laughs> well, I never heard the term until I met Nicola. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, okay. When have you ever heard an Australian say, I'm going to roger someone? Uh, no, never. Yeah, exactly. And like, at best, bugger in Australia. But yeah. even that... Which means like my very... or something, doesn't it? No, yeah. um, bum, uh, bum sex. <laughs> Jesus. I can't believe that's where my brain went. <laughs> oh, what the hell? <laughs> that's, you know, that's what buggering is. <laughs> you can go up the back ways. Oh, my God. Moving on swiftly Your next question No I'm done That was it Oh what was it oh, yeah, The, the crumpet shop Yeah yeah Sorry Thumb sex Through with you uh, How many channels At the retirement home On the, t- on the TV 231 That's 200 200 channels And nothing but cats Yeah But two from two Two from three Is still pretty two good Two from three It's the Patreon mailbag time Now it's time for the Patreon mailbag Your favourite moment Of the uh, Of the week but just the show of the week. Mm-hmm. Before then, some shout-outs to our new beloved $5 plus patrons. We have Richard Elsie, Olivia Fantis. I think it's a good last name. P-H-A-N-T-I-S. Fantis. Fantastic. Sounds like a Pokemon. <laughs> Fantastic. So, Richard Elsie, Olivia Fantis. Now, I don't know how to say this. S-I-L-A-V. Two different words. Actually, Olivia Fantis. Sorry. Can I just... You know, like when you have Reese with a spoon, Reese without a spoon. Yeah. So many things that you like. Olivia Fantis... Olivia Fantastic holding a stick. Olivia Fantasy down at the beach. Yeah, yeah. C <laughs> uh, Lav. So it's S I. Si Lav. C Lav. S I. Probably C. C. C Lav. Reese Medwin. Thank you so much. Just Tom, Holly, Eleanor, and David Harrington and Jordan Ritchie, our two twenty dollars patrons. Thank you so much, guys, for your ongoing support. Now it's time for actually before we get into the Patreon mailbag. Shout out to one of our long-time listeners, been listening since season one, mm-hmm. Pat Wright, one of our first donors back when we used to do oh, Patreon. Oh, yeah. I, um, I didn't... I liked the thing. <laughs> yeah, he got engaged, I'm assuming the last 24 hours or so. He filmed it. So, basically, he's playing a game on the TV. Like It's like a buzz. You know, the, the 
for you to pick an answer. Yeah, yeah, like a quiz game. Yeah, I'm not sure what exactly it was, but his girlfriend's there. He's now fiance. I think her name was Kelly. Mm-hmm. But um, the last question they're playing along, the last question comes up on the screen, will you marry me, Kelly? And then all everyone starts crying and a few people drop the F-bomb, which I was just like, come on, guys, it's a proposal video. Don't drop the F-bomb. But um, yeah, so congratulations to Pat Wright getting engaged to his lovely now fiance, Kelly. Yeah, um, it, it really is incredible. Um, I, I always like it when our Patreons get married and I take some sense of credit. So 10% of the wishing well can be donated through to Four Finger Discounts. <laughs> Alrighty, so patron mailbag time. Andrew Palakity says, what film freaked you out as a kid? His was Batman Returns because the penguin scared him when he was 10. The penguin? Oh, yeah. hang on, the penguin or the penguins? As the penguin, yeah. Okay. In capitals, yeah. I thought you meant like the cute little penguins no, no, with rocket launchers because they were amazing. Danny DeVito. Um... I gotta be honest, Children of the Damned actually did freak me out. I saw that when I was a uh, when I was pretty oh, young. Wow. Uh, I was the always Christopher scared. Reeve remake, not the original. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was always scared of um, love Temple of Doom, Indiana Jones, but mm. always scared of the moment when he pulled the guy's heart out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and the monkey brains. Yep. Uh, Mickey's Christmas Carol, the Ghost of Christmas Future, is a really disturbing kind of demon that um, that gets really really dark. Like I'm trying to think of things that are kind of cutesy but scared yeah. me when I was younger. I was a Brave Little Toaster. I reckon there's okay. a very scary sequence in that. I was Muppet Christmas Carol when um, Waldorf and Statler come down as the brothers. Yeah. Yeah. yeah yep. That used to always spook me. Um, E.T. E. As much as my favorite movie of oh, all okay. time. Loved E.T. But the moment in the um, in the grass when he's yep. going through the grass and it starts screaming. Yeah. Yep. Freak the shit out of me. Yeah, right. Um, what else? What else would I have watched? That Anything in Jurassic Park used to spook me? No. Nah, nothing, nothing fazed me there. Just enjoyed it. I was having too much fun watching yeah. dinosaurs to be scared in Jurassic Park. Um, I think maybe the Dilophosaurus maybe spooked me a little bit. Possibly. Okay. Uh, Starship Troopers when the guy got shot in the training field. It's a comedy. <laughs> no, no, but I was like, well, it came out in 97, so I was yeah, eight, okay. ish, yep. eight, nine. When the guy, gets, have you seen Starship Troopers? Yeah. 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 You know when the guy takes his helmet off, his yeah. head explodes? Yeah. Yeah. And, and when the brain bug sucks the guy's brains out. Yeah. That used okay. to freak me out. Yep. Fair enough. Um, I wouldn't say that most... It wasn't really scared. It was more just like, oh, I don't want to look yeah. at that. More gross, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, Something uh, cutesy though. What was one of the first zombie movies? Not the first, but like a zombie movie that I... Oh, um, Day of the Dead, when the zombies burst through the wall at the very beginning. Yeah, I feel like any zombie movie when I was younger. Yeah. Would have, oh, no, I'll tell you. Um, Okay, all, like what for me was the scariest horror movie that I had seen... Well, I think I've told you, Terminator 2, so that was one where like the metal dude freaked the fuck out of me when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Um... Not that this is the best horror movie by any stretch of the imagination, but Jeepers Creepers scared the fuck out of me in, like when I was trying to sleep that night as a teenager because um, my mum's what I found out later was my mum's bulldog was asleep outside my bedroom window with this real heavy like <laughs> kind of breathing sound going on uh, that sounded really mu- very much like the demon from Jeepers Creepers. And once it's called the Creeper. Ah, well, there yeah. you go. And once, um, once you hear it, that's all you can hear for the rest yeah, of the night. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> I was just like eyes wide awake, staring at the ceiling. Yeah, waiting uh, for death. Here's a question from said Pat Wright. He says, "Mitch, just just directed at you. Oh, do you okay. dislike kids more as an adult, or did you dislike adults more as a kid?" Hmm. I definitely dislike kids more as an adult. I think, yeah, <laughs> like I because of the fact that my brothers and sisters didn't come along until I was a fair bit older. I actually probably spent more time with adults than I did with kids when yeah. I was a kid. I didn't dislike adults when I was a kid. Yeah, like I I typically was probably more comfortable. If we were going to a family, bar- well, maybe not family because, you know, please. But if we were going to an adult <laughs> barbecue and I, like, I would much rather be at the adult table talking about movies and card games than I would running around playing with sticks with the other yeah. children that were about my age. Like, I just... I think it was just because, you know, my parents would have friends over and that was most of what my interaction was when I was growing up. So, I always kind of found running around to be a bit beneath me. What I was jealous of, though, was what adults could do and I couldn't. I always, the first time I remember not being allowed to watch a movie was Pulp Fiction. Yeah, okay. I remember my mate's dad coming around with Pulp Fiction. It's this movie I'd seen all over the, the commercials mm. on TV. I wanted to watch it. Mum and dad like, no, you can't watch that. And I was like, when you're older. I was like, what? So, I have two <laughs> examples of that. Yeah. It's going to sound really... So, one of them was the board game Nightmare. I've got that, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, and I'm I, sure that'd be terrible. Now, I remember my, older, kid, my mate's older brother playing it, yeah. Yeah, I wanted to play it when I was younger, but wasn't allowed. Mm-hmm. 
And the other one was for a period of time, and this is back in the 90s when these things had to be handed from one friend to another. There was a period of time that dad Porn? had in his possession the Tommy Lee, Pamela Anderson. Oh, yes. And <laughs> it was in a brown paper bag like it was moonshine really? or something. <laughs> I just, I didn't even know what it was. I just knew that I wanted to be a part of it. <laughs> and then you watched it and you're like, the kid's watching funny, Fuzzy Bunny. Cheese <laughs> <laughs> bacon. <laughs> was that the first famous porn that you can recall in my lifetime then it was paris hilton's remember yeah they're more old enough to try and download it to no avail no <laughs> let's just say that it, it's uh there are better ways to spend your saturday afternoon than trying to find paris hilton's sex tape uh next question andrew swan says did you guys ever have curfews as a kid and if so did you ever try and break them or did you ever do anything rebellious overall give us some rebel rebellious stories no <sighs> Or, says, or just make some up. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, there was that time that I... Um, <laughs> it was that time that I stole the uh, Declaration of Independence from the Smithsonian uh, after curfew. Um, I wasn't allowed out after 8, and then it ticked over to 8.05, and I thought, well, fuck it. What else can I do that's bad this weekend? <laughs> <laughs> now, I definitely had the conversation of like a, a game of backyard cricket went on a little bit too long at a friend's place, and then yeah. I'd come home and get that. We called the police! Like, what the fuck? Call the police? Your parents called the police? Uh, I don't know if they Wouldn't did they call or if they ever the just said that to make me sound bad <laughs> or feel bad. Uh, I don't know. Your parents call the police. They come pick you up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly right. <laughs> um, I can see you being a backyard. Just one more over, mum. Yeah, yeah, definitely that. Um, but beyond that, I never really had much of a curfew. Um, nah. oh, I, I and if I, if I was told to come back by a certain time, I usually came back by or around that time. Yeah. If I told you that story about um, being out one night in Queensland when I was only a teenager with a friend where I'd told... This wasn't so much curfew, but it was being out and about when I shouldn't have been, where I'd um, I told my dad I was staying at his Terry's house. Terry told his dad he was staying yes. at my house. And then, yeah, we ended up getting into all sorts of fucking trouble. <laughs> um, how? Oh, boy. Was it worth it? How I didn't end up in lockup that weekend. <laughs> Our next question, Glenn Morton. I oh, said nothing to do with the episode, but yes, Glenn, I do enjoy AEW wrestling. Big fan. Uh, Tom Hall, if you guys were given a... Oh, I guess it's kind of related. Tom Hall, if you guys were given a chance to do any type of radio show that you wanted to do, what would it be? Oh. So we're talking about broadcasting. Yeah, just like any type of radio show. I would really like to do a sketch radio show. Just sketches? Yeah. No interviews? Like... Or get the guests in to do I, sketches? Maybe, but no, I, th- I feel like more... Get a couple people... People who are good at voices so you can play different characters and do sketch comedy but for radio because it doesn't feel like anyone watches sketch comedy TV these days. Uh, and some of my favorite radio ever has been the sketches that happen within radio shows. So, mm. half hour show on a weekend or an hour show on a weekend. Like, it was just once a week. Yeah, because you couldn't do it every day. No, no, exactly yeah. right. That'd be a nightmare. But if you did it as a weekly thing, that'd be a lot of fun. I still don't think that would be just draining unless it's your unless You need it's a team job. of writers. Yeah, yeah. Or yeah. you just, like when I say a team, yeah, you need a handful Couple of, of people, people helping. Yeah, yeah. And let's go. One more question. Henrik Winterlin says, "What was the most ridiculous rule that you had to follow growing up?" Oh, not being allowed to watch The Simpsons. <laughs> uh, is there anything else that you ever had to go through, like something that people wouldn't have heard? Um, a particular rule: I wasn't allowed to ride my bike past the corner until I was about eight. <laughs> Thankfully, two of my best mates live on the same street. Yeah, okay, that helped. So, what did you do? You were able to ride to the corner and then you had to walk. Then I, no. <laughs> we just weren't allowed to leave. I was allowed to leave the street. Um, yeah, okay. Or if I walked past the corner, mum had to be with me watching me walk up the road. Yeah, right. I mean, it makes sense. Like, it's. Yep. Yeah. I did grow up in fucking Nolane. Yeah. <laughs> I, I once got yelled at for getting a teaspoon and scraping out like the last of the Vegemite in a jar. And oh, just... so it's not a rule, but it's like, that's just you got in trouble for something well, silly. Well, yeah, but like the house rule apparently, as I found out afterwards, was not to eat Vegemite. At like all. straight Vegemite. Oh, straight from the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's like my grandma's house. I'd do it all the time uh, and loved it. Like just scraping those last little bits out. And then, yeah, I got... It was one of those things that they couldn't explain why. I think it was one of those things... It was a thing where my stepmom went... <laughs> Well, I think that's disgusting, so you're not allowed to do it anymore. I was like, but I think it's tasty yeah. and it's not bad for me. 
It's like when... I'm 26 years old. When someone says, I hate it when you do that. You do it all the time. Give me an example. I can't think of one. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much to our patrons for writing in this week. If you want to contribute, it's going to be a $2 plus patron, patreon.com slash four-figure discount. We not only get access to the Patreon group, but also a bunch of exclusive podcasts and a bunch of other stuff as well. Now, you also got to share that in the podcast. Now, Mitch, let's get into the review, shall we? Please. The original air date was January 17th, 1999. Chalk gag, Sherry does not got back. And the couch gag, which is kind of a dated reference even. I guess that song's never going to be dated though, is it? Like it's always a thing. It's always around. Yeah. And the couch gag was the Strange Love parody where the couch becomes like the bomb mm. and they go down. Kicks off with Cindy Lauper singing the national anthem at the baseball game. A bit of a throwback here to when Bleeding Gums Murphy does it. Mm. Um, in that the performance takes so long that when she's done, half the audience starts to get up and it's like, and we have a baseball game. Like, oh, yeah, no, no, yeah. That's, that's, she just sings it quickly. She doesn't drag on. She just, really performs the hell out of it, though. Yeah, and but it's, it's like, only... It's not the same. Does it, does it have a transition, does it? No, no, no. I'm oh. not saying it's the same way. Like, Blaine Gums Murphy yeah. has a transition, but it's that thing of, like, the anthem performance becomes such an ordeal yeah. that people have been distracted from the fact that they're there for something else. I kind of feel like it was a bit of a waste of Cindy Lauper. Like was it actually her? Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah right. Um, I don't know. Maybe what it was, was a last-minute thing. It was thing. a pretty, pretty good, like... Uh, way to try to include the what's the um not the chords or anything like that, but like the spirit of girls just want to have fun into the American anthem. Home of the brave. Yeah. It was good. Yeah, yeah. Um, but as you mentioned, everyone starts to leave. They forget there's actually a baseball game on. Just playing up how bad the isotopes are. They got two guys who are drug cheats from another league or whatever, and yeah, the, the, that's a real teddy cuff, and that's his career. Yeah, that's his career. <laughs> Um, just, everything's just going absolutely terribly Homer's gonna, he's going to go get the car ready and whatnot. and what is it Homer I loved them once and they broke my heart <laughs> that's so <laughs> true isn't it when you're a sports fan like you just your team has at one point in your life broken your heart yeah but you true. still stick by their side <laughs> yeah well Homer doesn't Homer doesn't <laughs> but like but, but you you know never Tom and Hawthorne broke your heart they broke my heart when they beat you in the grand final <laughs> yeah yeah Sweet souls that they were. Uh, when have they broken my heart? Losing a prelim? No, but that's not them breaking. That wasn't because they sucked. What about that time Buddy Franklin left your team, went to Sydney, and you cried? You called me sobbing. I was really happy when that happened. <laughs> Opened up our forward line. Let's not get into too much of a local reference. <laughs> um, um, I'm, 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 I'm trying to think of something that they would. I don't, don't know when they let Jeff Kennett back as president. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, the lesson here is never love anything, as Homer says. The sound of the rotator cuff, by the way. Oh, nasty. Hideous. Mm. Yeah, not good at all. First pitch of the game. Oh! That's a rotator cuff. His career's over. I'm going to warm up the car. But there's only been one pitch. And it sucked. Base is loaded. Two outs bottom of the ninth, and it's do or die. Hitler is a jerk. Mussolini. That'll bring up Babe Ruth the fourth. Of course, he's no Babe Ruth the third, but... The franchise is very excited about this illegitimate great grand bambino. And what's this? He's pointing to the right field bleachers, probably at a dying little boy. Mom, am I dying? No, of course not. Is he, Mom? You can tell me. There's a line here where Homer says, sings a song about Hitler when he's driving the car into the field. Hitler is a jerk Mussolini, which was... Improvised. Improvised by Dan, and I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> What it was about. They just left it in there. Yeah. Um, the batter then points at Bart. Am I going to die, Mum? Oh, yeah, Babe Ruth the fourth <laughs> points at Bart. Pointing at the little dying boy. Then he says, he's going to bunt and punts. I love that. Yeah. Pointing to signal the bunt. Very it's like, funny. It's like pointing to the slip. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to get yeah. it straight to you. Yeah. <laughs> Marge with her little bit of good hustle, kid. Yeah. Just, yeah, yeah. just trying to stay positive. Yeah. Um, so you think the team's terrible then six months later I want to think what's happened in well, actually, six months? there's a joke here by the way that felt very futurama in the delivery um, mm-hmm. so who won the losers no they lost yeah. losers yeah it's very like Bender or felt Fry. like Bender yeah interaction that Bender would have with Fry yep yep uh, six months later now the isotope isotope sorry are awesome it's very much like Richmond local reference by the way isn't yeah, it yeah it is <laughs> um, let's, let's, let's not talk too much about football teams but that's that's our sport though isn't yeah. it that's what we can talk about and we get the sniper at the All-Star game. We won't go into that. We've already discussed it. Homer jumps straight onto the bandwagon. I love what he's doing the, the news um, story. It's a great team, Kent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Never gave up hope. <laughs> oh, 
Well, here's a diehard fan. Sir, your beloved isotopes are about to make history. Any thoughts? Oh, it's a great team, Kent. You never gave up hope. I want to thank Jesus and say hi to my special lady, Marge. We did it, baby! Woo! Woo! The inspiring words of a fan who'll always root, root, root for the home team. Even if they lose this they game. They lost! Those losers! No, no, no. The game's not over. Woo! Not over! Woo! There you have it. Woo. So the isotopes have won. And everyone's going absolutely crazy. And Homer, Barney, Lenny, and Carl all go on a drunken... Not a rampage. I guess you can call it a rampage, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Pretty it's reckless. Kind of, yeah. So it's, it's meant to be just a fun night out. They're not meaning to cause any harm when they go through the school. No. Or are they? No, I don't. No, no, no. They're not out for to, the destruction. They have a good time. Yeah. Not thinking of the repercussions of ruining everything. Yeah. Yeah. See, it, because it only it starts innocently enough. It starts with them driving the bases. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, though, ending up in the shower singing "We Are the Champion" is every local football or local team after winning a grand final. Get into the club rooms. We are the champions. Yeah. <laughs> I remember winning a junior one and screaming. It was the first time I'd ever heard Rose Tattoo's We Can't Be Beaten. Okay. And yeah. I must have sung it 40 times I think that you've said night. this, yeah. no voice the next day. <laughs> and we also appreciated here when they then bust into um, We Will Rock You. Yeah. Big disgrace. Even though We Will Rock You technically comes yeah. beforehand. But anyway. Um, you get a, a good example when they're running the bases, by the way, of like something that shouldn't explode into flames exploding into flames, yeah, which yeah. I really liked. The, um, Been a while since The Simpsons have yeah, done that. Yeah. With the, uh, I don't know what that is. The net. <laughs> is it the, the, the net behind the baseball? <laughs> the net behind the baseball. Yeah. I don't know if there's a name for that. The anyway. cage of some kind? Cage? Batting cage? Batting. That well, it's not batting cage, but it's, it's not a batting a, cage, yeah. but yeah. I think it's just to protect the crowd from the ball hitting them when it gets pitched. Yeah, no, that'll that's do. Exactly the cage is. I just don't know what it's called. The cage is standard. Yes. Then we get Homer rocking up the next day at home, and the I won't play the clip because it's just music. But Homer's night out. How good is it? It's amazing. Yes, I really, really. I forgot that it was in this episode. Perhaps yeah, what my whistle? <laughs> so, so good. And then just cutting to him uh, after <laughs> bloodshot eyes and everything, and then we get the new story of the school just absolutely destroyed, and Wiggum just assumes it's no good, punk kids, mm-hmm. and imposes the curfew. Then Homer sees that it's his car. Doesn't put the two and two together. Just thinks that kids have done kids. it as well. Yeah. So a really good opening act. Sets everything up. It is. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. It's fast paced. Yeah. Re- really, really great sort of first eight minutes. And they had to give a reason for the curfew. And this mm. is a solid reason. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Even though it's not technically fair because they didn't do any no. investigating, but it makes sense in the Simpsons universe. Yeah, exactly right. Or in the 3AW callback line yeah. universe <laughs> where it's just all blamed on kids. Uh Act two, and you come out from commercial, and the kids are upset that they're getting blamed. <laughs> they call it a kidnapping for nothing, or child abuse. What about adultery? Is <laughs> yeah. That's very sharp writing. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the kids are then playing outside. Now I've got here, just, it just looks gorgeous. And it actually, great. Um, sorry, there's a really great bit from Jerry Seinfeld okay. about that as well. About, um, uh, well, it's more about not so much kids and adults, but how when it, up and down, it's like when your little life is up, like kids say, wait up. It's a kid thing because when your little oh, yeah. wife is up, you're yeah. growing up, you're looking up, course, everything yeah. is up. When you're a parent, it's just the opposite. It's just calm down, slow down, put that down. Um, <laughs> Do you know what always confuses me? When people from Melbourne say up at Geelong. We're down, oh, right? Yeah, we are. People, they always listen, watch TV, they go up in oh, go go play up in Geelong. Yeah, right. We're down. Yeah, right? no, we're, well, we're south. We're definitely yeah. down, yeah. So the kids are all playing outside, as I said. Looks gorgeous. It's awesome. The ice cream truck's coming. They're all waiting for it. Yeah. And then cut off by Wiggum. He's a monster, isn't he? Achtung, babies. <laughs> Wiggum was great in this. Yeah, he was. He's a proper police chief. He reminded me almost of like a police chief from a Porky's or something like yeah. that. In fact, actually, this um, that was another movie that I thought this episode had shades of in that it's... Porky's? Yeah. Not, not like the a Porky's, lot of the yeah, similarity, yeah. but just in that it's... Kids up against adults. Rebelling, yep. yeah. Yeah, rebelling against law enforcement, rebelling against people that are older than them. Uh, yeah, that that kind of vibe. I love it. I remember watching Porky's for the first time. Getting themselves into a danger that they can't actually get out of. Yeah, yeah. Like, realistically, they're outmatched in every way, yeah, shape, they, or form. they can't win this, yeah. yeah. I always remember watching Porky's for the first time when they pull the um the leg out from under the place and it oh. goes in the water. I thought you were going to say when they pull something no, else. No, no. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, fuck you, Porky. <laughs> Um, the carnival then rocks up in town. Kids, the carnival's in town for one night only. And they've got cotton candy and hats with feathers. And there's no lines because all the stupid kids have curfew. So, 
Oh, right, Terry. <laughs> hmm. Why'd you kids play one of your old board games? When was the last time you played citizenship? Energy shortage. Hippo in the house. Ooh, the game of Lent. Oh, can't we just go to bed? It's only 5.30. Fine, we'll play hippo in the house. Oh, the hippo's missing. Hmm. I remember that happening all the time, because when you're a kid, you don't look after board games. No. But that's why Elliot is going nowhere near my vast collection of board games. By the way, you need to come in for a board game night. Yeah, I would like to do that. Yeah. Board games are great. Um, I saw a Disney board game for sale Which where one? Uh, Villainous. Oh, I've got it. Yeah, cool. Awesome. Yeah, I would really like to play that. Yeah, it's a lot yeah, of fun. Yeah. So the kids are all discussing at school um, how they hate the fact that they've got curfew because Millhouse has to stay home and talk to his mum and she's yeah. got problems. Scary problems. <laughs> and they started judging the teachers about their big butts. This is funny from Skinner. Your metabolism will change one day, kids. Yeah. And then he's yeah. too scared to walk back. Yeah, backs walk forwards. Backs yeah. away. Yeah. <laughs> then we get the introduction to the Wiggum billboard. Oh, this is something... Sorry, I just thought of another title I should have gone with. One billboard outside Springfield, Missouri. <laughs> a very, very long one. And doesn't would make no sense to a viewer in 1999. But what the heck? Yeah. <laughs> the, the names don't need to. No, no, no I'm just joking. Um, the kids are really, really bored because even in 1999, kids... Oh, no, this is the thing. Kids would want to stay inside now. It's funny how back then kids would want to be outside. Want to be outside, yeah. yeah. Here's the thing. There was though. nothing worse than a power outage back then, like after dark. There was fuck all to do in houses. How often, think about it, how often do we see these kids outside after dark anyway? Almost never. <laughs> so, so why is the curfew a big deal? It seems like kids a, ever had a night play? I feel like it's a really early curfew. Too. Like, it feels like a 6 p.m. kind of dark, thing. super early in Springfield. Like not daylight savings at that point, no. Mm. <laughs> uh so the kids then, uh, like I said, the flying the kite. Yeah, then they see the uh, the bloodening commercial on the television. Oh yeah. Forty years ago, a film appeared that was so shocking, so terrifying, it was sealed in a concrete vault deep beneath the earth. But even the new management of Sony TriStar could not contain the pure evil of the bloodening. Millhouse, do you see what's on Channel 6? Uh, yeah, it, it's really something. <gasps> a registered nurse trained in the treatment of terror will be on duty oh. during the showing of The Bloodening. <laughs> now playing at the Springfield Drive-In. After dark. Skinner arrives with his mother and Chalmers in the back. Just kind of creepy. It is super creepy. Yeah. Like, when did that happen? Uh, yeah, actually, good question. I'm sure there's been a reference to it, I, but now it's a thing. Has there? I, I don't, don't think know. there has. Just came out of nowhere. Like, surely she's 30 years his senior. Possibly. Like, I feel like maybe he's a bit older than Skinner, though, so maybe it's like 20 years. Yeah. Still. What are you doing, James? And I got confirmation from older people through the week uh, mm. that shit used to go down and drive through cars. Drive in? Drive in cars, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's... That, that's, that's the only reason you go, is They it? went there for sex, which I disputed. As a motive, because I was like, it, as I am now, I'm like, no, 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 if I'm at the movies, I'm there for the movie. And the only two times that I have been to a drive-in, there was no canoodling. <laughs> I've never been to a drive-in. Oh, really? to. I saw, uh, what did I see? One of the toys, Toy Story 2, I think. And there was no canoodling? No. During Toy Story? No. <laughs> um, no, it was Iron Man 2. There we go. Oh, man. And you I knew it was a 2. <laughs> you didn't take the opportunity to say, I am Iron Man. <laughs> Oh man! Was, was <laughs> certainly didn't take the opportunity to talk about there being blood in the water. <laughs> Let's just move on. You want we? a bird? I can get you a bird. Nelson, where are we? The kids are at the fucking driving, right? <laughs> yes. Oh, Nelson's mean to Millhouse, but oh yeah, we're letting them in. Mean to Millhouse. Nice to Lisa. Nice little throwback there. But he's still nice to Lisa because of the episode mm. where they dated. Yeah, true. I don't think they've ever actually. Yeah, I don't think they've ever referenced it before, but yeah. Since that episode, the bloodening then begins. I hope that's shepherd's pie in your knickers. It's very, very weird. This it is a little bit like why would? <laughs> why, how would shepherd's pie be in someone's knickers? Yeah, that never happened. <laughs> I just thought that was a very, very strange line for a horror movie. Yeah, I think um, that was just purely to try to make the most English way possible of saying, "I hope I haven't shit my pants." Yeah, <laughs> shepherd's pie in your knickers. Hmm. Uh, the kids eventually get caught, um, and remember, adults always win. And then scared with the lights. Listen up, punks. The moral of the story is, the adults always win. Wah! 
for crying out loud, Eddie. You scared the hell out of me. Sorry, Chief. <laughs> Alrighty, we're back. And the kids are now cleaning up the Wigan billboard. So just mentioning the billboard once again, just putting it in the back of your mind. The kids want to fight back though. And Lisa gets the idea to copy the bloodening by putting out all the uh, the parents' secrets on mm-hmm. over the airwaves because there's no way of doing it on the internet at yeah. this point. Copying the most innocent part of the bloodening, not so much the part yes. of mind-controlling yeah. them into self-mutilation and uh, suicide. And it's pretty um, gruesome, isn't it? Well, a lot of it's happened... A lot of the gruesome stuff in the bloodening happens off-camera. You don't see it. Yeah. You know what's about to happen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but this premise here where they're sort of taking over the radio and stuff, a bit wacky, but it fits the episode. There's a joke here that is super dated now, but it was funny for the time. Internet? Of, yeah, let's put it on the internet. No, we have to reach people whose opinions was, actually matter. I was going to ask you about that. So that was... Do you think they were not feeling the heat, but this is the first time they've referenced that. I, I guess they kind of is did it, in the no, itchy and scratchy and poochy about, show. They've made jokes about internet nerds before. I think this no, was not, still... Not, not, not to this extent where they're blatantly saying someone whose opinion matters. But... The like it's still that thing of that at the time, I think there's probably a stigma that most people on the internet were uber nerds at this point still. Yeah, yeah of course. But um, yeah, it just it's st- and professors, <laughs> people <laughs> that built the shit. It stood out to me that oh, I was like oh, they're sort of taking an actual jab at their viewers there. Anyway, um, so they steal the equipment. A little little rascals parody, which was cool. Uh yeah, that was fun. Yeah, with the alfalfa. Channels and nothing but cats. Uh, Lisa turns Grandpa's old radio on, and you know we get the "We know all your secrets." Is that what it's called? We know all your secrets. Um, I mean, it gets to the point that title. Yeah, we know all your secrets. Yeah, that's very true. <laughs> um, and then we, we talk to the hand was the other. Oh, the other po- How good is it though? Where Homer's like, "Well, they've already done me. We've got plenty more on Homer Simpson." <laughs> <laughs> and then they cut back to it later Actually, on. There's also a good little joke there about the fact that um, Grandpa's ra- radio is so old that it's picking up the World War II speech yeah, of okay. Franklin Roosevelt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then there's a town meeting because they're outraged at the kids. Well, they don't know. They don't know it's the kids, or do they know it's the kids? Um, ooh, do they? I don't know if they do. Yeah. Um, I just know the broadcast has to be stopped. Whoever yeah, it is, what's it say? Um, Call this meeting to determine... Oh, no. Uh, to determine what they do about those blubbermouth kids and their creepy English accents. Couldn't they have just locked the kids up inside and not let them go outside after dark? Yeah, you you would have thought the parents would have noticed that at about the same time <laughs> All the every, every night that the radio's on... Um, their child's not there. Yeah, someone's missing. <laughs> Lisa's here. Where's Bart? I did like that Luann is dating two gladiators. Yeah, that was very funny. <laughs> And Wiggum... How many times have I fought beside you, Gyro? Great names of gladiators, wasn't it? Remember Vulcan? Yeah. How can I forget? Vulcan was like the gladiator. Vulcan Tower. Um, that's it. But I remember... There was one I started, No, Pyro was um, on The Simpsons. But I remember yeah. the first time Vulcan got defeated. And I was kind of like... Oh. It's not, it's not supposed to happen. Like It felt like it was a mistake. Yeah, like, true. No, no, no one's supposed to beat Vulcan. He's like the man. Here we go. Gladiators, 1995 series. 95, let's, yeah. Let's, let's find some of the best names here. Mike Whitney, number one. <laughs> <laughs> Gladiators. Uh, Commando, Condor, Cougar, Force. Force. There was a guy what who a name. was simply named Force. Uh, but then he suffered an injury in the Atlasphere in the third quarter final and had to retire from the show. Oh, no. That's sad. Um, Predator, Taipan, Tornado, Tower, Vulcan. I feel like there was a female named Fury. Uh, There was. Oh, Blade, Cheetah, Delta, Electra, Flame, Fury, Glacier, Rebel, and Storm. Storm. She was like the big one, right? Yeah. Storm, yeah. Gladiators. Good show. I'm going to have to watch it. Terrible show. I'm going to have to watch it on YouTube for some laughs. (laughs) But when you were a kid, though, did you ever think, like, I'd love to go on that show? I always thought I would get them on the hanging rings. Yes. Yeah. I was like, no, that's mine. That that, that event is all me. (laughs) But that bit at the end, we have to run up the thing. I was never going to do it. The travelator. Yeah, never going to happen. So, I like this. What I like about this next scene is it's two characters you don't normally see together. I like it when they do this, as I mentioned before. Wiggum mm-hmm. and Frank. Ah, I got nothing. How about you, Frankie? I have captured the signal and am presently triangulating the vectors and compressing the data down in order to express it as a function of my hand. They're over there. It was also. Uh, also, an awesome pan around to behind the sign. It just the thing that that was drawn. Yeah, it was, it was. Like 3D it was, animation. Yeah, it was a really really cool mm. um, transition across. Yeah, it would have taken a long time. It was really really good. 
And then we get the, like, we're accusing the kids, blah, blah, blah. All, all the parents are just randomly rock up and we get the adult kids song. Jesus. We just had a bang at the door. Kids. <laughs> Who'd have them? <laughs> um, kids. But, I knew it was kids. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, the old people rock up and they enforce the new curfew. This is Kent Brockman reporting from my own home in accordance with the new curfew for anyone under 70. I warned you guys that seniors always vote in record numbers. The controversial measure passed by a single vote. Mm, you really should have voted, Homer. It wouldn't have made a difference. Lights out, you punk kids! Yay! We took back the night! Hey, fellas. Hey, you want to stop with the kicking? My pills are in that can. Good gravy. So anyone now under the age of 70 cannot go out after dark. It's a very nice ending, fun ending, ties everything up well. You don't have to go back to it the next episode. It's a good, solid episode. Hmm. Uh, yeah, it, it's one of those um, things that I was saying, uh, the, the generation gap, I was going to make this point when we started recording and then yeah. conversations Just happened, yeah. um, that it's the, the best way that the people look at generations is like when you were driving a car, that anyone going faster than you is insane and anyone going slower than you is an idiot. Yeah. Uh, and that is generations. Anyone younger than you is stupid. Anyone older than you is out of date. That's basically it. That whatever age group you're in, in your mind, is the, best. Is the age group that knows the most. Yeah. Which is a trap that I really hope to never fall into. If anyone ever catches me talking about, oh, the kids these days, slap me in the back of the head and let you have my permission wherever I am in the street. I'm going to get all the kids around here to just be shits so yeah. you can say it just it's, so I can whack you in the back of the head. It's that thing of like, I'm still young enough to not go, oh, kids are lazy because I'm like, no, when I was 18, I was fucking lazy. Like, it's not, kids aren't lazy. 18-year-olds from all generations are lazy. Yeah. That, I, think, I think for a brief they period... They haven't learned how to be adults yet. I almost fell into it. Then I realized, no, no. I went back and looked at my old Facebook photos and went, oh, no, I was a dickhead. Yeah. yeah. I was just like these kids. What is this? Gladiator season. Sorry, I, I was looking this up in the they background. Brought it back, yeah. Gladiator series two. None of this is back. Um, Ninety six. This looks like it's old footage, but it's not Mike Whitney hosting. Was it Tanya? Tanya. Oh, or... did, was Mike Whitney just one of the referees? Oh, of course he was. Early he was a referee. Days. Yeah, yeah, he was a referee. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. He used to have the the referee yep. W referee shirt on. Yeah. And the whistle. Okay. Mike Whitney. He needs to be brought back somehow in some capacity. You reckon Man O Man is on YouTube? What is Man O Man? That was the show. It was like a dating show where they pushed men away into a pool. What? I oh, oh. That was like the the big sort of eliminate. Yes. Sort of like a baseball dunk. The person. Kind of like, except they would line up along the edge of a pool, and the women would walk along and just like shove them into the pool. Oh, and that was the way they were eliminated. You know what I would do? If I was meant to be pushing, I'd grab her and take me with her. I'm pretty sure there would be conversations about how that is absolutely not allowed. But what are they gonna do? She's in. So it's happened. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, what what happens now? <laughs> I was just like waiting for you to continue. Mailbag? Your man oh man. Yeah. Are we in a mailbag? <laughs> what did you learn first? Man oh man is available. Uh, what did I learn? That uh, the jowls are club med for mildew. The, the, the what? The j- the jowls <laughs> under, yeah, under yeah. here. Yeah, they're club med for mildew. Oh, I was like, I just couldn't process what you just said. I've learned that I really need to check out a drive-in apparently. I've never ever experienced one. Is it worth checking out? No, it's a shit way to watch movies. Is it really? If you just want to go for the experience of watching a movie, no. If you want to go for the experience of going to a drive-in, yes. Like, if you want that buzz of, hey, that's cool, this was a different way to do it, yeah. But if you want to watch a movie, it is far from ideal. You're listening through your car speakers. Is that what you chin to the radio yeah. or whatever? Okay. You're looking through your windscreen. So, if your windscreen's dirty, you're getting <laughs> shit course, vision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it would be good in a convertible though, right? The, Unless it was raining. Uh, yeah, presumably. But, but then, then you're going to hear, hear all else. of everyone else's yeah. noise. Yeah. The, the, there's, there's very few things about a drive-in. There's a reason that they've gone out of business. Like, there, there's just not much about them that's actually enjoyable. You're going to get all the older listeners now going, damn, kids, yeah. driving's the best way to watch a movie. Yeah. Well, <laughs> all of the three older listeners that yeah. we have. Jamil! Jamil is here! Ooh! Mailbag! Have they sent in questions this week? I've got heaps of questions. It's Ooh, really yeah. good. Thank you for hearing the call, guys. Uh, this one comes in from, apparently, Moses Simpson. Moses. Uh, hey, Mitch and Drongo, long-time listener. What? Said bracket stando, but you know, long time listener, you guys get me company from uh, many a boring day of office spreadsheets or trips around the supermarket. His question: Do you have, or do we uh, have a competition in Australia like the New Zealand Bird of the Year? 
What's the bird of the year? Um, it, I actually have seen something about this on, might have been the Guardian website. Um, bird of the year 2019 goes to the Hoi Ho yellow-eyed penguin. Um, our amazing waddling yellow-eyed penguin. Oh, sorry, why are they so special? They live and breathe only in New Zealand and nowhere else, but things are looking pretty bad for these cute little flappers. Their numbers have been heading downhill for 30 years. So basically, it's just a competition to name a bird of the year. Uh, so yeah, I'm pretty Australian sure Australia does have has one, but uh, his question, who would our votes be for bird of the year? Also, can I get a shout-out for the Kokako for bird of the year? If it was 1995, during the 90s, I was at the ostrich would win every year. <laughs> Pluck a duck. Pluck a duck. Pluck a duck's got my vote. <laughs> I always wanted a Pluck a duck plush toy when I was yeah. a kid because I used to grab them off the wheel. Yeah. Um, I like the lyre bird a lot because it can mimic sounds. That is a very cool thing to be able yeah. to do. I saw, went and saw, went to the Joralinga Park in Bowen uh, Heads on the weekend. There's something about a kookaburra's laugh, man. Yeah. It's so great. Kookaburra's It is pretty cool when you're out in the open to yeah. hear that thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, this was obviously like in an It carries for such a long way. Yeah, but yeah. Um, seeing two kookaburras sort of... and What joke did you tell it? <laughs> seeing two kookaburras, uh, cockatoos. Actually, there's four of them all mm. screeching at the same time. They are loud as shit. Yeah, they're annoying birds. Oh, man, they are loud. Yeah. In Queensland, we had a cockatoo that would dance with you, though. Yeah. Like, okay. if you with started the, yeah. going side to side, it would mimic you and go yeah. side to side. Yeah. Aside from that, it just kept saying hello and it started to wear thin there was one bird there that could say shit yeah and it, was like, it was like hello cocky he's like how you going how you going shit yeah <laughs> i was like you're an intelligent bird yeah, yeah it's pretty cool <laughs> i'm terrified of emus terrified Just ever since mm. i was a kid when they um we were on the werribee zoo tour and the bus conked out and then the emu pecked me through the window their eyes are so close together as well they're kind of terrifying yeah. to look at the emu like they look like they're up to something and they're quick like, yeah it's, yeah oh, of course they're quick yeah Craig Jones writes in, uh, yells at me for not knowing the about satin cars. His question, and slightly dates this email, but that's fine. If you were asked to donate an organ to a family member to save their life, would you do it or chicken out? How about we take out family member? Because the obvious answer to that is yes. If you were asked to donate an organ to a stranger, would you do it? What organ are we talking about? One like a, like a kidney or whatever? You want me, I mean, you're not going to die. Not your brain. Yeah. No, it's going to change your life, obviously. Donating an organ is a big impact. To a stranger. Yeah. If it's a person who's a, just a horrible person, I probably wouldn't. Yeah, okay. But if it's a person that you can just tell is a genuine person who deserves to live, I would. I feel like it's going to get you some points in the good place. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if but if there's like a, if someone, a prisoner or whatever who's I, done I feel like things. it comes to... Like the, oh, well, yeah, I don't know. Would you say, would you say the life Let's of someone who's that, killed somebody? Would I save the life of someone who killed someone if I knew they'd killed someone? Yeah. I wouldn't. Hmm. Think of the people who no longer have that person in their life. Why should this guy get a prolonged, prolonged life and yours be shortened as a result? I don't know. What if that murderer has uh, triplets that are only six months old and he's the income winner and if he dies, their life's over. He's a genius if he's got fucking six-month-old triplets and he's in prison for murder. No, he's, well, let's say he's not in prison. He's got away with the murder. Oh, so, so oh. he's hanging on a cliff and I look at him and think, well, I, mean, you're he's a, a, I mean, he's in prison still. You're a scumbag murderer. <laughs> I'm going to kill you. Oh, sorry, I'm not going to save your life. But then mm. I look over at his orphan children and I'm not looking after them because I'm not qualified. Like, like Puss in Boots and Shrek. And they're going to go straight into McKillop Family Services and live the rest of their lives as drug addicts because murderer daddy who made one mistake isn't going to be around to... It's a big mistake though. Yeah, yeah <laughs> but, but still. No, nah, I couldn't do it. I would just, it's fine. If you want, if you would be able to, that is your choice. Nah, just let him fall and toss the kids down with him. <laughs> End it all. <laughs> Next question. Uh, it's probably the darkest you got, thing. You got, you got fucking something that's not so dark? Jesus. One of the darkest things I've ever said. Jackson Stefanovsky mm-hmm. started listening while living in the UK and was pleasantly surprised to hear references from my hometown of Geelong. So Jackson's from Geelong, but living in the UK. Oh, wow, that's cool. Back in Australia now and still listens every week. He has two questions. Have you ever thought to do live streams of watching the episode while you're, or that you're reviewing? Um, we have yeah. we have thought about it logistically. It's very difficult because it's very rare that we can watch it at the same time. We'd have to be it'd have to be around about now, which is about six p.m. Yeah, on like a Tuesday or Monday night. Yeah. in Australia. Yeah, so like a, no one's going to be around the TV computer to watch yeah, it. Yeah, so there's a hard hard. Firstly, we need to get together. Secondly, it needs to be at a time that everyone can watch it. And What's the current thirdly, time in like the UK now? <laughs> I don't know. And thirdly, I think like I, I feel like. When I'm watching an episode, I'm being quiet for the most part because I'm trying to observe it and absorb it. So, 
it would be the most dull version of Gogglebox ever because I don't want to make any comments. Anything that I have that's fun or good to say, I'm saving for the podcast. Well, this is the thing. The reason we sort of nixed that idea was because if we did like a commentary, then we would just be regurgitating on the podcast. Yeah, exactly right. So th- this show would suffer massively. We don't, we don't talk about the episode to each other before we do the review because then no. it would just be like, it wouldn't feel fresh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Second question, what feature-length movie would you like to see The Simpsons do a successful adaptation of? A full feature-length. Yeah. So, say they did like a Family Guy, Blue mm, Harvest-style yeah. thing. Um, so, let's think about characters that are in that. You could have a lot of fun with Avengers Endgame, I guess. Anything Marvel-related. Yeah, anything Marvel-related could work pretty well. The Warriors? Um, All the different gangs? Mm. That'd be cool. Gladiator? Yeah. Homer as um, Homer as Maximus and Bart as in the Joaquin Phoenix role. Yeah, could be kind of fun. It's gonna have a vast amount of characters, like a Con Air kind of thing. <laughs> oh, Con Air would be amazing. Yeah, who would be Cyrus? Who Burns, right? No, it's gonna be someone that you wouldn't. Uh, it's, gonna be, it's gonna be intelligent, but yeah, Burns is too fragile. Yeah, yeah, Burns yeah. Burns would be more likely to be the um, guy that sneaks the gun on the plane. Who would be Cyrus the virus? Uh, Snake. Yeah, Snake works. If they were going to do a horror movie, um, Alien could be cool. There's a few characters in there. Marge just, Ripley? Not much, happen, not much happens in Alien, though. Aliens. A- aliens. Marge yeah. is Ripley and, and Maggie as the child that Ripley protects. Lenny could just be like, game over, man. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. There's a few yeah, ideas yeah. Uh, for any Simpsons writers that are out there that want to steal our ideas. Trials of Horror is another year away. Plenty of time to get another one going. Yep. Um, one more? Shall we yeah, have one, one more, more question? Let's do it. All right. Seth Weens. Hey, guys. Seth from Canada. I turned 29. I was going to say, it's his birthday recently. Uh, yeah, he turned 29 years old in November. <laughs> uh, sorry, there's something that he's... I'm not, I won't get into it, but he's apologized specifically to you for something that affects both of us, which is very funny. <laughs> 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 in season 10, there's an episode where Mr. Burns searches for the Loch Ness Monster. Yep. I can't wait to hear Mitch's disdain for the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Has Mitch watched the episode where they split the girl, but uh, the school between girls and boys? No. When does that happen? Split the school between girls and boys. That is not season ten. Uh, I don't okay. Think. Uh, I can remember it though, but I can't. I don't think it's coming soon. The question from the beginning of this podcast until now: What unexpected things did you learn about yourself that you have incorporated into your real world interactions? Learned about myself. I've learned how to structure life. Sort of like plan life so I'm not overworking. I was taking on too much. I've yeah, learned okay. to I've learned to sort of see what are the most important things and focus on that. Yes, I was taking on too many different things and was getting burnt out. Yeah, I. So have, I've learned that I can't take on more than two tasks at once. Okay. <laughs> uh, I have learned. I've become much more conscious of my phone voice. Yeah. <laughs> From hearing myself, I'm like, hmm, better modulate a little bit better. I've certainly I certainly say um a lot less. In what, my what, day-to-day life. And I'm way more aware of other people saying um in my day-to-day life. does get annoying sometimes, especially it happens at work a lot. They just expect that because I'm like the Simpsons guy, that I know everything about the Simpsons. Yeah. So they'll make, they'll, they'll ask me something about the Simpsons, you know, and I won't know it. And they'll be like genuinely shocked and like, oh, like they'll be disappointed in me that I didn't know it. And I'm like, I like the show. Yeah. I do a podcast about the show, but I know everything about the show. It's like yeah. they, they judge me for not knowing something. Yeah. I definitely have uh, conversations that, that are like, oh, you'd know this, or you've seen this. No. <laughs> There's one guy who said a quote, it would have been about two weeks ago. It was um, Ginger's, Ginger, you know, Ginger, and Toby, who came oh, to our, um, yeah, from work, who came to our trivia, helped us yeah. out in Sydney. Uh, Toby made a, a reference to the, like, a quote from The Simpsons, and I had no idea it was a Simpsons quote, and he was flabbergasted that I didn't know it. And I was like, that's the most obscure of obscure references I've ever heard. I can't even remember what it was, it was just so obscure. Yeah. But I felt like, he, he held me this like here and now I'm down and here. And now you've dropped. Now, like when I walk in, I'm like, hey, Toby. And he's like, hey, man. Hey, traitor. Won't even look at me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, fraud. Hey, Dan, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, Seth, Seth finishes his email. P.S. to Mitch, I think you're the greatest, but sometimes you try too hard. <laughs> and that you don't really try. I think you're the greatest, but you try too hard. I you think said? you're the greatest, but sometimes you try too hard and that you don't really try unless it's in the Patreon podcasts. So... I don't know how to unpack that other than to say that he obviously... So, he thinks I'm the greatest in the normal ones, but then I try in the Patreon ones, but sometimes I try too hard in the Patreon ones. All I will say no, to no, that, I, Seth... I, I think he's saying 
that you don't try enough here and you put in more effort in the Patreon ones because you're getting paid to do it. I don't know. But all I will say to you, Seth, is that I have never, ever tried. (laughs) The lesson is, never try. All right, on that note, that's the end of the mailbag for this week. Thank you for listening to our review of Wild Bart's Can't Be Broken. Next week, we're going to be reviewing Sunday Cruddy Sunday, which means what, Mitch? We ain't going to be here. We ain't going to be here. And, uh, well, I mean... At the time that we recorded that, there's an established tradition of me singing that hadn't been incorporated. So, what? Well, me doing terrible, terrible musical covers. Is that a thing now, is it? Well, I mean, people seem to like it. Okay. So, maybe. Anyway. This just came out of nowhere. Bad luck. This just was not planned. <laughs> Are you going to do it now? It might be my final words. Alrighty. I will do my spiel and then you can do your final words then. <laughs> so, next week, yeah, Sunday, Cruddy Sunday, we've already recorded it for Patreon. So, next week, if you're a patron, Sorry. Uh, so, yeah, that's next week. Sunday, cruddy Sunday. Mitch, any final words for the listeners? Sunday, cruddy Sunday. Sunday, cruddy Sunday. Wipe those tears away. Keep going. I don't know any more of it. How long must we sing this song? How long? Is that, isn't that Midnight Oil? <laughs> Sunday, <laughs> Sunday, bloody Sunday. Okay. <laughs>